Microsoft, uh, uh, what is it, Meet Teams? Yeah. The new norm. I like it. You got the trucks, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Had, had to get it, man. Yes, they let me free. 13 <laughs> years of slave. When I, once I got out, I, <laughs> I did, uh, did my thing. Um, dang, man. Y'all, I appreciate you for doing this, man. Oh, no worries. No worries, bro. So, uh, so I don't know if you listened to any episode. This podcast is pretty much a, uh, it's pretty much, uh, it's a time capsule of a person, right? Yeah. So it doesn't, so it's just like, imagine you having, yeah, I think I sold it to you already, but just having your kids having your intimate thoughts. Mm. Yeah. I like that. So go, as long as you want, doesn't matter. We have no time limit. So we're just going to rock, man. Right now I'm in a, oh. I'm in a hotel room. I'm on the road in Connecticut doing the stress factory. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, man, what time zone are you in? And then I looked up Florida. I was like, Florida has two time zones? I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> I, should ask him, I should ask him what time zone he's in before yeah, I set a time. East, East Coast time zone. So I, okay. I'm usually always in I'm from the South, but since I'm yeah, yeah. in New York, I'm just up here. So it's oh, good, so man. Sorry, man. We ready? You ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's do this, man. All right, we're going get to these, get these cameras rolling. Juicy J. All right, folks, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree and a Hill. This is a podcast about being alone for your own thoughts. And we have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen, one of those great fathers that you never, that you always see, but sometimes you never get to talk to and understand like what makes a great father. So today we have, ladies and gentlemen, the eldest and the heir of the Stroud legacy, Mr. Joe Stroud. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, thanks for having me, Jared. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, man, no problem, man. Where are you at in the world, man? Oh, I live uh, I live here in uh, uh, Tokyo in in Japan. Oh, freak! Oh man, dope, dope, dope. Yeah. You uh, how long have you guys been there? Uh, it's been about uh, let's see, a little bit over five years. Oh, freak, man, that's yeah, yeah been back for came, man. Back, came back to where it all started. Yeah, man, land the rising sun. <laughs> so what we want to do? We want to go back. We want to go back. How we became Joe Stroud how we became this man, this father right now. Mm. My first memories of you is this epic video of you blindsiding this guy in football on kickoff return. And that was one of the loudest hits I've ever seen. Oh. I think it was like, what it was, I think it was the Rising Sun Bowl. Was it that one? Oh yeah, Rising Sun Bowl, 2002 against Kubasaki, yep. I yeah, remember, Yakota, so field, that, yeah. dude, that dude turned around. I said, yo, bow. Oh, everybody yeah. was crunk on the sidelines. And you were like the first person for us that like went to college and told us exactly what college was about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You're like, college is not that hard. I was like, really? You're like, no, nah, it's not that hard, man. It's yeah. easy to go to class. I was like, that's all it is? And you're like, yeah, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's true, man. I wish, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely get it out of the way when you're young, man, before you, you start a family. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it, it, it's different for everybody. Everybody's journey is different. Yeah, I went for that, that, that first year when I, when I talked to you all, and I ended up staying there, man. Like, um, God has a way of humbling you and telling you, uh, putting you in the right place at the right time. So um, a lot of things happened since then. And um, it, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's why I'm here and, and, and where, where I'm at in the world right now, man, just uh, by the grace of God. Well, let's go back to the beginning. Where are you from? Where do you call home? Where were you? Oh, where do you come out the world? Uh, originally from uh, Monroe, Louisiana. Really? Um, yeah, deep south, man. Um, but uh, you know, I, as you know, I grew up here here in Japan. Um, yeah, I spent uh, man at least half my life over here. But uh, yeah, originally uh, Monroe, Louisiana. That's uh, 
That's where my parents were from. Um, that's where I was born. And then uh, that's where we started our military journey. And then from there, yeah. So what type of family? Walk us through what type of family did you grow up in? Was it two-parent oh, yeah. household, small family, yeah. big family? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a, um, uh, say, like a medium-sized, big size. I don't even know what we call it. It's like four kids. So um, originally it was just me and my, my, my mom and pops. So it was, uh, you know, just us. And then um, my dad uh, joined the military around that time. And then... Um, so where do we go? Uh, little Rock Air Force Base? I think we went to, uh, yeah, we went to Arkansas. And I was little. I don't remember uh, much of my childhood. We traveled a lot. So, um, you know, we went to Little Rock for a little bit, uh, maybe like a year or two. Then we went to um, right down the street from where I'm from in Louisiana uh, to Shreveport, uh, to uh, Boja City, rather. Um, went to Barksdale. Spent some time there. And then... Um, you know, um, in between that time, then my my uh, my second eldest brother Cortez was born. So we had Cortez, Cortez and Pookie. Yeah, man. They... What was your do you what's your early remembrances remembrance of like moving? How old were you when you started moving? Were your dad in the military before? Oh, um, he joined. Um, military? No, he he literally joined. I think he uh, he joined. Uh, 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 my parents had me when they were pretty young, so he joined. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna get out of here, and um, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna see the world, and I'm gonna take care of my my uh, my family. So uh, he joined, and then um, from there we just we, we were on the road. Um, like I said, we got to go. Um, yeah. So my earliest rem uh, remembrance was uh, probably. Um, our first time moving to Japan. I don't remember like staying in Arkansas. Um, I remember growing up uh, down the street from uh, down the street. Um, it's like an hour and a half or so away from um, from Monroe and uh, at uh, Barksdale Air Force Base. And I think my uh, my uh, my dad's my my grandma my uh, my dad's mom. She stayed out there was for a little bit to help out because it was me Cortez and Cortez Pookie. Man, they were like a year and some change apart. So yeah, I remember. Yeah, I had they they were both born. So yeah, so I had two brothers. Oh, what's that? How far apart are you from Cortez? Uh, me and Cort Cortez and I were about um almost two years apart. His birthday's in March, wow. mine's in April. So uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So they had us um, yeah, they had us uh all the first three of us at least uh you know um the three uh, I'd say uh yeah between the eighty five and eighty eight yeah they had the three of us and then um Lavelle came along like uh, we were in uh, Okinawa actually ninety six so Lavelle and I my youngest brother were ten years apart or ninety five yeah. Yeah, so it's like a big gap. So that that's a pretty cool, and I can I can go into that a little bit because uh, because of the, the the gap in age between me myself and my youngest brother, it's just pretty cool because um, he's he's running the same like him and uh, my kids have like a pretty cool relationship because uh, the the age gap between him and I. So I find that pretty cool. He's like a uncle, but he's kind of like a big a big brother, like a uh, an influence for them as well. So I thought that was always pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, um, growing up. Uh, Let's see. So we stayed in Barksdale. I want to say, um, I want to say we were out there for for a hot minute. I, I want to say probably from um, let's see, eighty. Let's see, Pookie was born in eight. I'd say probably like we probably stayed in Barksdale. I want to say like um, probably like uh, seven seven years or so. I want to say five to seven years because you know when, the, when you uh, oh, I'm sorry, not everybody's military. So um, when you uh, when your parents are stationed on a U.S. base, they can stay as long as they want. Traditionally, it's only when you're overseas you have like a a DROS, which is a date of estimated return mm -hmm. from overseas. So I think I want to say yeah, we were there from um, I want to say at least eighty seven, uh, eighty eight until ninety two, and then uh, from there we moved to Okinawa. 
So and, what, was, um, what was your earliest remembrance of, of like your first friend that you met? Do you remember that? Because growing up with a, a whole bunch of brothers, like one year apart, yeah, easy to just, you know, your brothers being your friends. Or what was like your first friend that you met when you were out there? Man. Um, let's go back. Let's go way back. Man, you're making me think. Uh, I don't remember any. Let me see. Sometimes when you don't grow up with alone, when you grow up with family siblings, you kind of remember just your family yeah. having fun. But sometimes you don't remember like who was the first person I met outside of my family. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it was. So I want to say, yeah, it was me, and my brothers, my parents, and then um, uh, like I said, we're down the road from my from um uh, both my my uh my parents' families. So I was always always with my family. Um, the only thing I really remember about Barks, oh, I did have a, a god sister, um, uh, Veronica. She she was uh, probably one of the first people I met outside of my family. But uh, like I said, we're we're big on family. She became my god sister, so <laughs> she's she's family too. So I remember I remember her. Um, and do then you, um do you remember what school was like uh i don't remember the school but i remember um i took a road trip um about a year ago when i got out of the military and i was driving back through all the places and i remember the school name though it always stuck with me because it was kind of strange being from the deep south doesn't surprise me it's called plantation park i was like plantation park plantation park <laughs> elementary school like wait what i remember that and um i do remember um I remember when I was younger, I used to get in a, like I'm like more mature now. I used to get in a, I used to get in trouble like for stupid stuff. Like man, I was um I do remember like one of my teachers taking my um, I was a big uh, Ninja Turtles fan, um and she, the teacher took my my Leonardo mask. I remember that. That, that was that made me <laughs> mad. So um yeah, it had to be about first grade. I thought I I think I brought it brought it to school. You know we're not supposed to have toys and they're like nah, we taking that. I don't think I ever got it back. So. What was that to yeah. you? Her name, or you just remember? The nah, name? I just remember she she did that to me, and I I wasn't happy about it. But it's crazy. I don't remember much about my schools uh, in in um in uh, before going to Japan. But um after that, I I've either ran into a lot of my teachers, or like even been here in Tokyo, like high school. There, you know, went to graduate from Yakota, so I run into my teachers all the time now. So I, I know <laughs> that they're all they're all they're all still there <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Growing, growing up in the South is mm. completely different. I think it's a completely different lifestyle because Southerners yeah. were raised completely different. Yeah. So what was your, do you remember your family's impression of what your dad was like? Like your dad's in the military. Do you remember them being proud of him or understanding like why? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I remember them being, um, yeah, really, really proud. I remember, um, when we, uh, yeah, I remember them being really, really proud of um, his service. Um, you know, it's like a family tradition, really. My dad served. I believe my grandpa was in the Navy for a little bit. And uh, even my uh, my dad's older brother, um, uh, he's, uh, he's actually, he's, he's uh, I guess he's Army Reserves. He's like a, he's like a, I think he's a major now mm. uh, with the Army Reserves out in, uh, in Monroe. So, um, yeah, family, it's, it's like a family tradition. So they, they, they understood. It was like you go to college first or you go to you do a combination of uh enlisting and going to college. It's kinda like what we what we do. Um so it was um they, they I think they I wanna say they they understood. It, it was hard though. I, I do say um and uh I, I do say it, it's difficult and uh, one thing I did start thinking of more as I grew older was how um when you're a veteran, it's not just you that serves, it's the entire family. I think I said something in my post this year about like, yo, uh, make sure you think uh don't thank us, thank everybody, man. It's like a it's like a family thing, cause 
Yeah, the dependence, moving, all the moving we had to do, all, and then even me doing that to my family when I when I joined, it's it's, it's hard on everybody. So um, I've always um, been an advocate of that. And um, I did some kind of class. I'll talk about that later. Where, um, oh man, they don't even call it, like you know we we call those military brats. Everybody, man, they they change everything. Like they're not brats, they're <laughs> champs, my champs. And then um, yeah. they give us an acronym. I was like military champs, okay. But they uh, pretty much they, they, down here when I was in the Netherlands, they all called us war babies. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, but it's uh, but yeah, yeah, life is uh. Life is crazy, but no, my family, uh, yeah, uh, they, they've always been proud of uh, my, my, dad, my dad's service. They supported me as well. All my family members that joined, um, my family has always been proud. It's just, it's just hard, you know, being away for so long. Like um, I did as we grew older and we moved to the States, uh, back to the States. I remember my parents dropping us off for the whole summer. We're like, but why, but why we got to stay here? Like it's, it was, it, that was hard. That was harder on us than them. They, they, you know, I think they enjoyed it, but it was just, um, yeah, it was. I think my parents wanted us to get an appreciation of how good we had it, man. Like I remember, um, where my like I just remember like uh, you know, they they had us in the house and like you know it was um, just 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 things they said and like being in the deep south, people yeah they're different. I never really experienced racism or anything like that, but it was just like just comments like you know we're gonna go over here and you know there's there's um, like you know growing up in those neighborhoods you didn't see a lot of um, diversity. You like where's everybody else at though? I see everybody looks like me. And uh, and then um, people say, oh, you know, we, we got uh, the the white people are coming through. Like the the white people, wait, where are they at right now? Though, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, right yeah, that that threw me off. But it was uh, it's just different. It's just deep south, southern, like the Bible Belt, man. It's yeah, yeah. I, I don't do a lot of uh, I don't go to church as much as I should nowadays. But I always say when I went home, my grandma, uh, my my mom's mom is a pastor. Yeah, man. It, you know, Sunday school, like it was. It was, um, yeah, I got, religion, I made up for it. Religion, yeah, you got to go. Religion, um, building funds. I remember those. This was like that, that week we were there. It was like, yeah, we're going to have a building fund. I'm like, what's that? They're like, that's where we go to church every day and raise money. I'm like, okay. Every day. I just, <laughs> every day. Yeah. Just, so I, I spent a lot of time in churches um, when, I, when I was back home in Louisiana. So yeah. walk us through your dad sitting you guys down saying like, all right, we're done. Mm-hmm. In Louisiana, we're going to Okinawa. What's that? What's that like? What's that whole discussion like when he's talking to you guys? Oh, uh, yeah, we we were cool with it. Like, okay, like seven, like, uh, new, like eight, yeah, yeah, eight, like uh, seven or eight new adventure. Let's let's do it. Like, um, we I think more than anything, we're we're excited. I think my younger brothers, they were you know, you know, I want to say like five and three, so they probably didn't know. Uh, didn't understand as much as I did, but I'm like, yeah, let's see what I'm down. Like, um, you know, new, new culture, new environment. Um, I, you know, um, I, I was, I was super excited. Um, maybe a little anxious, uh, nervous at first, but um, yeah, I remember being really excited about it. I, I couldn't, couldn't wait to, um, to, to embrace that, that culture. So um, just to see how, you know, I think before that, never, never been on a plane. I mean, that's I'm seven, so. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my first time on a, a plane. So, so what's yeah, it, but you I, walk on yeah. the plane. What is it like when you first land in Okinawa? Because everyone has like remembrance of like a smell or uh, a different yeah. thing. What do you remember when you get off that plane? Man, I remember. Uh, man, I remember even before that. One of my brothers almost got left at the airport. I remember that. That was yeah. He was like, he was just walking like, nah, man. I'm taking my time. Like, yo, we about to miss this flight though, and uh, we made it though. I remember that. But uh, you when you get to Okinawa, it's um, it it was different, man. It it was um, 
you know, you, you get off the plane. Um, this this um, I always call it Okinawa the the Hawaii of Japan. It was very beautiful. Like uh, it had like um, like a you know you, you could smell the sea. You the sea, yeah. You you know you're an island. So um, you know the sea was all around you. Um, uh, what do I remember? I, I just remember. Um, you know, now I understand it a lot more because uh, I, you know, growing up here, my wife's Japanese, but yeah, just uh, first time hearing the Japanese language, like uh, through the airport in Naha, I was like, oh wow, yo, wow, this is this is pretty, this is different. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, it was um, it was it was quite the experience, and then um, I just remember, um, yeah, Okinawa was different, man. It's like more Americanized than uh, mainland. Just thinking about it, like comparing it two side by side. Like I remember Sega, Sega World. I remember. It felt like the biggest place in the world, but um, going going back there, um, when I was in, I got the chance to go back um, for uh, NCO Academy uh, when I made E6, and I just remember how like looking for my, my old house, and it was like so small. I'm like, I grew up here, I spent seven years here. This place is <laughs> tiny, but in in my mind, when you're a kid, that it felt like the biggest place in the world. Yeah, it's yeah. man. But Kadena is a big base. It, it felt like it felt like its own universe um, back then. Um, but uh, yeah, Okinawa, man, it was. Um, and I, I do remember like the the, the food uh, eating the food that that was different. Um, you know I uh, yeah I eat I eat Japanese food almost every day now. But at first yeah I had to get used to it. I'd say that that was that was that was an experience. And all that Louisiana food is completely different. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah man yeah no you got crawfish you got, you got, <laughs> yeah no no nah, man they didn't have any yeah Louisiana hot sauce I had Tabasco I had to get used to a couple of different things but um. But after after we got used to it, it it was fine, man. And I want to say, uh, we we uh, actually lived off uh, we lived off base uh, initially for the first. I want to say we were there like seven, six or seven years. We lived off base the first like three years. I remember that, and just having um that that experience that definitely helped what me was with that the language. Like because you definitely why did your dad do that just to for y'all to oh, look more or? I think it was housing. I think it was um just um it was a big base, but a lot of people were were there because you know Okinawa like uh it has like shoot man there's like fifty thousand americans there man it's like um when they um they have like it's so tiny but they have like the most uh military they have more than mainland mm -hmm. so i think at the time um it was just a lot of people on post or on I'm, I'm i'm with the army now so i say post instead of base uh but um there's a lot of people staying on base so um i think we just uh we just moved out uh right outside the uh the uh i think gate two uh, by the seawall it, it was a beautiful it was beautiful i remember like, this is, it was a small apartment it was like a three-bedroom apartment mm. we had afn it, uh remember when it was like two weeks behind yeah <laughs> i remember i, I, remember I don't know about that behind. i remember because yeah. 9 11 hit and we started watching it again two weeks later i'm like man we're watching this all over again Oh man, yeah, traumatizing, man. Yeah, I watching TRL the whole time. We're gonna go down to POD so they could sing uh, "Alive" again. I'm like, what is going oh, on? What is going on? Like, yeah, man, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember being from the south. Do you mm -hmm. do your parents? Do your parents um instill the the being the older brother? Like, you need to take care of your brothers. Does that happen? When does that instilling happen? Because you're now you're in a different country. Now you're the oldest of four. Your brother's not other brother's not born yet. But what are they yeah. doing on this base? Oh man. Um what's those talks like? Those talks, man, it was just like um well the big thing my parents always taught me was to treat others the way you'd like to be treated. But yeah, definitely uh, I got the message like you're your brother's keepers, your brother you know, your brother keeper. Um you, you gotta take care of them. So I've always um I've always had their their back no matter what, man. Um 
uh, and it was just um, it was just uh, I want to say it was like yeah, yeah, being from the south and um, you just experiencing the American culture. It was just like uh, just just being where we uh, I guess where we ended up. It was just like it was like polar opposite, like um, especially like military bases, man, like um. Even I want to say now, but like uh, growing up, like I never had to lock my car. Nothing, nothing. It was like you can leave your door open. It's, it was. It just felt safe. Like I always took care of my brothers, but um, you just felt extra safe. You kind of took that for granted a, a lot. But um, I um, I've always uh, for my brothers, I've always had their back. They, you know, you know my brothers. They 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 uh, <laughs> they, there's some characters. So um, I've always um, all four of you guys are very different. All four yeah, guys yeah. are different in every way. And it's crazy yeah. that you all come, come from the same place, you know, four different personalities, four different oh, yeah. things, four different interests. And yeah. that's what I'm curious about you being the eldest one mm-hmm. because yeah, mo- some of them didn't play sports and everything else. So how oh, yeah. how is your upbringing different as the eldest? Does that make oh, sense? Um, I think uh, for, for me um, – it, yeah, more it was responsibility just, um, or yeah, I always, I always had more responsibilities. I remember even like when Lavelle was born, I, I would um, it, it's crazy, right? Like we, we, I remember having chores. My my kids still don't have chores. I gotta give them some chores to do. I remember having chores when I was like seven, eight. My kids are like what, twelve and seven. All right, yeah, they got they need some chores. But I remember yeah, just washing dishes and uh, we had like a routine like hey, this week you're gonna clean the kitchen. Even when I go back home, it's just like oh, you gonna stay here? Okay, you gonna clean the kitchen. <laughs> uh but uh no i'm joking i i i help out where i can but um when i go visit but um it's just um yeah we we always had our routines and um just um like sports um that was one big thing um we all played sports originally like uh, cortez and i we both uh, grew up playing the same sports um but i actually got to play tackle football um he he played flag football i remember um probably when i was like seven or eight when i got there um my uh my dad would tell me, like, the coach was like, yo, this, this your kid's pretty good. He could probably be in the NFL. I was like, wait, what? So um, so I thought that was that was interesting. But we always gravitated towards sports. So um, we played football, basketball. Um, I remember Pookie did Taekwondo, and he just quit. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, he, he's like, peace. I'm like, wait, you done? Like, yep. <laughs> oh. Okay, is that you, you just going to quit? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm done. All right, man. I mean, like – I wasn't going to like make him do it, but, um, yeah, like, but Cortez and I, we, we stuck with sports. I want to say all the way through, through high school, like uh football and basketball, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball. I, I wish I would have played at Yakota. It's just, uh, by the time we got there, I got there in the middle of the year. I just, um, I decided by that time I wanted to focus on football. So I did, um, I wanted to get a job too. I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm like 15, 16. Let me go get a job. So I worked at the, the movie theater and um during uh during uh basketball season usually when i played and then um and i did i did a uh, track all so, right let's um, back it up before you coda so we're in okinawa yeah. right we're about yep. eight years old who are the first people that you meet who are those long lasting memories that you meet when you get to okinawa oh. who are those people that you're like oh man these are oh these um yeah we had a, another another family um the uh martins uh yeah I, I remember them they had um they had a, a pretty uh large family as well i want to say they had um Andrea, Giovanna, they had like, uh, they had like, they had about five kids as well. They had like, like a big family. So uh, we, um, we gravitated uh, towards them. We hung out, we went to church together and it was like, um, they're like, um, like even their parents, we were so close. It was like, um, remember back in the day when other people's parents could uh, whip, whip your kids 
yeah, it was just like that. Like, they had that like that kind of relationship with my parents. Where if I messed up and they weren't around, yeah, it, it was going down. Like, uh, so they were like extended family. I would I would say I, I remember I definitely remember them. Um, uh, yeah, to this day I still still talk to them. I went to go find their house when I went to, uh, back to Okinawa about three years ago as well. Um, and I also remember uh, two of my best friends, uh, Soli and Tinga. They're uh, they're twins. Um, they had a pretty large family too. Um, and uh, man, they, um, they 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 were um, some of my best friends in the world. We we grew up playing sports together, um, just just running around, run run, thinking we ran things in Okinawa. Um, and then um, just uh, we we walked to school together. Like we lived. Um, yeah, I want to say we lived right down the street from the school. When we did move on base, um, it was like, uh, man, thinking about it, it's like a mile. Dang, that was a walk. But yeah, it was about a mile down the road. Like, uh, we, we walked to school together. I, I remember them. Everything in, in uh, Kadena was pretty connected. Even, like, their, their high school uh, is it, so small, right? They break the football team into two teams. So Kubasaki and Kadena, they all go to school together, but they divide them into two teams. Oh. So we did the Rising Sun Bowl. We actually, uh, you were just playing different kids. So even that game, when you, the one you talked about that big hit, I knew half the kids on those teams because I grew up there playing awesome. sports with them in Okinawa. So that was extra hard for me. Like um, year year before that, we went to Okinawa, and I just had all these these flashbacks. And um, I remember my friends uh, growing up, and it was just like, holy crap, you're still here, and it's like now we're about to play each other. It's like, wow, man, and, and it's just like you know, uh, we, we you know you 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 hang out. Um, you hang out off the field, but when, it, when, it, when it's game time, it's game time. It's like, all right, man, I'm sorry. Sorry about this, but it's about to go down. <laughs> we got to win this game. Yeah, trying to get that, that title. Um, what was school but, like uh, you when you were in Kadena? Would the school come easy to you? Or yeah, I've or? always – um, um, and that's the, the cool thing about being a parent. I see a lot of my kids and myself. I love school. Even to this day, I love learning. Like, that's why, that, I think that's why I gravitated, gravitated towards IT. Um, but, um, yeah, school, school always came easy for me. I used to uh, be, like, more of, like, a, a class clown. I, I would joke around. Um, I remember getting um, – what did I do? I remember one time I did uh, get in trouble for um, – on the you know, on the Japanese buses, they have the rails. I remember swinging on them. <laughs> and then um, they called me in the principal's office, and I was like, that wasn't me. And then they showed my parents a video. I was like, no, I have a twin. I remember getting in trouble for that. <laughs> but, I, yeah, just uh, I remember doing a lot of uh, uh, silly things and getting in trouble um, growing up. But I, I was always always good at school. I always made, uh, made, always made the honor roll. Um, yeah, school just always came natural for me. Like, school and um, school and sports. And my, my parents always taught me, and I tell my kids, you're a you're student athlete, not an athlete student. That's one thing I, I, uh, I, I preach. Do you, like, think, yeah, you're gonna, um, mm -hmm. do you think growing up in the South versus growing up in Japan and like that military lifestyle, you have, were allowed the ability to have fun a little bit and be weird and not, you know, sometimes in the South, they're always, you know, watch out for this, watch out for this, watch out for this. Oh, but you yeah. really had that freedom to like make mistakes and learn from them. Like, what was that like? Did you like understand that? Did your parents, uh, did your parents, uh, uh, when they raised you, changed when you moved to Japan. Did you like feel the shift a little bit? I'd say no. My parents were my parents have always been like my best friends. I don't I don't know they were ever really strict with us. And I kind of I kind of I'm kind of the same way with my kids. Where it's um um uh, they 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 would be uh like hey you know um uh, you know when we go over here don't 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 be embarrassing me in front of someone. So you you know you get that speech, but um. Other than that, um, I just always found it, I don't want to say funny, but um, it's crazy because my dad, my dad's a pretty big dude. He's like six, my dad's like six to like a solid uh, mm -hmm. like 225, 230. And my mom's like five foot, 
my mom could put the fear of God in me, man. Like nobody else. She'd just give me that look and I'd be like, oh. <laughs> but my dad, it was the same way, both my parents, but I've always uh, had that, that, that thing. Just, uh, my mom could just, yeah, like with all of us, she'd just give you that look like, yo, yo, you know, you need to chill right now. <laughs> it would be, but we we always had a thing where we're always telling jokes to this day. We 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 joke, we joke and um never never uh super super strict. And um it's um it's all about it's always been uh it's always been fun fun loving with my parents, with my brothers. It's just um just, just how we've always been with each other and just we, we try to say try to stay try to stay tight knit. It's um you know, as um, you know, I've gotten older. I try to call them every week when I when I can. I, I do get busy with work, but uh, that's one thing I want what my kids to do uh, is try to stay in touch with me. So I'm like, man, let me let me reach out to my parents. Let me reach out to my brothers. Make sure make sure they're they're good, you know, in good spirits, especially right now. Yeah, it it, it, it sounds like it's crazy over there, man. I, I see the news. It's crazy here too. But um, going Where back to brothers my brothers, they're actually all. I want to say they're all in Texas. Um, I think Texas, they got more space to like the virus in Texas. New York seems wild, but everything's kind of going back to normal a little bit. That's good, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all stay safe out there, man. I mean, like even here, they put extra restrictions on us, right? They're like, hey, you, um, you know, with SOFA status, a status enforcement agreement, they're like, hey, you're in a foreign country, you got to abide by their rules, and they put extra restrictions. Like, you can't travel this far, you can't go in Tokyo. You know, if you do this, you're going to get in trouble. So it's like, extra strict on top of all the other restrictions so so that's why the case has been relatively low out where i'm at so it's just um it's like a blessing um and in that regard like the kids are back in uh um they have the option to go to uh they call it brick and mortar school they they can go to the school building (laughs) and some kids they they do it virtually um we started out the school year in virtual that's why i said i'm used to google hangouts because um man we became like teachers for a minute man they're like uh, yeah they're like here's the here's the curriculum all right go and it's just like oh okay uh all right and then like, hey make sure they're here at this class and some of the classes would stack on top of each other so they had different meetings they had to make it to and we had to make sure uh, we had to get another webcam got a printer it was just like yeah it's a, i felt like a teacher i was like man man teacher teaching stressful and i only got i only got these two <laughs> I only got two, so, only got two kids yeah i only got two kids and trying to balance that with work and then um with everything else that's going on it's uh it's been an experience, an experience, but it's 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 it's, uh, it's worth it, man. I I can't complain. But yeah, the answer. I'm sorry. I like to I like to uh, trail off. But yeah, to answer your original question, uh, parents. No, they they were never super strict, bro. They um, we were we were always chill. Um, I think I got the southern lessons like when I went back home. Like um, I remember my grand uh, my my grandma doing the um, like uh, if you got in trouble, she had this this thing where she said uh uh like go grab a switch or something it's like hey um she called it um <laughs> i love you like what do you mean like she say i love you and then it, she'll hit you like ouch wait what i love you ouch why, why'd you hit me if you love me it's just like you hit me if you love me yeah it's just like when we act up and it's just like oh i guess i need to stop acting up so uh so so yeah this is more it was uh when we went to that environment like you, you kind of had to straighten up because um it, it was um for lack of better terms, it was more dangerous out there. Um, just even like uh, certain neighborhoods, um, you just had to you just had to be extra careful. Like uh, you know, uh, I even used to tell my wife sometimes because uh, you know I was like, "Hey, babe, this is like like depending on where we go, like hide everything. Like this ain't like the I mean, it's like the movies, but not really. It's just like you got you got <laughs> you got you got to be careful out here. People will be yelling at you for no reason, and you just you just gotta take it with a grain a grain a grain of salt. You can't." 
you can't let people get under your skin. They, um, they, they're probably going through something. Just brush it off. Just, just let it go. But um, you're gonna, you're gonna see some stuff here that you'll never see anywhere else. I, I told her, <clears throat> I told her that much. Excuse me. So like every yeah. country has, but, um, every country has their their dark places, but Japan does mm -hmm. a really good hiding their dark spots. Or they get help for the people. Oh no, I agree, bro. They give they give the people help, like they kind of help the people who really need these uh, mental health issues and stuff like that. It's very supportive, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I definitely agree with that. And um, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, people, yeah, you, you know, like you said, everywhere you go, there's gonna there's gonna be uh, there's dark there's darkness everywhere. You just gotta you just gotta avoid the darkness, man. Stay in the light. <laughs> I guess. Let me ask you a question. When did you first start watching Dragon Ball? Oh, bro. Oh, you see the, the pillow back here? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, man. Uh, so this is the, the, the first uh, first manga. Um, so um, I want to say um, probably when I was about seven or eight on Japanese TV. Um, we got there in the 90s. So that's probably like when Z came out. I didn't understand a lot what was going on, but um, I uh, – uh, as I as I got older, I was like, man, this this is pretty cool. Let me learn some more about this. And I just kept watching it. And I, slowly over time, I started understanding it, and I was like, oh man, that's dope. And then I got to the states. Uh, when we got back to the states, uh, just uh, it came on uh, Toonami on uh, Cartoon Network, and it's just like, oh, but they they would spoil it for you, right? Like you would uh, you'd be watching um, the uh, you'd be watching the Saiyan Saga, and, and in the intro, you see Goku go Super Saiyan. Like, oh, what, what's that? <laughs> what, what what's going on there? When's he gonna do that? <laughs> Yeah, so that was like, man, that was years later, man. But um, yeah, I want to say probably the early, early 90s. And um, I've, um, I've always been a fan, man. Like, uh, I'm just looking around my room. I, um, yeah, I got my, my own office. I, uh, my, my wife actually, we go to the uh, game center, the arcades around here. I, I don't even know how many of these I have, man. But I have, um, I, I, um, on Instagram, I put most of it on Instagram. I try to make uh, Facebook uh, the stuff about the kids, wife and kids and family. But I have, I have so much Dragon Ball stuff, man. I'm like, man, I need to, I need to make a, I need to, you know, I need to put it, I need to organize it better. But uh, yeah, man, I, I try it. to post I was stuff. Like, man, I was like, he's just like me. I got my, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got mine. But when I got to Japan, they, uh, they, when I asked the Japanese kids about Dragon Ball Z, they're like, uh, what? My parents watched that. I'm like, what's your parents? And they told yeah. how old it was. I was like, man, is that old? Oh yeah, man. Eighties. It was uh yeah. It ran from um yeah eighty. Actually, the first one came out. Um, I want to say the manga came out like in eighty one. They started animating it around eighty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the uh, they're right. Yeah, the parents started watching it, and then they just relaunched it um about five years ago with uh Super. And oh my gosh, man. Dude, I didn't think Super was real. I didn't think it was real. Oh really? Yeah. You know, I heard of Dragon Ball AF. I heard of all these other stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah. Stuff, and I was like, it's not real. And I didn't believe it for a while. Oh wow. <laughs> For a while, I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. This is not real. And then I was like, oh, freak, it is real. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. What? And I was like trying to oh, yeah. up. I got all the mangas and everything else. Oh, yeah, nice. Who's your favorite character in the new one? Uh, oh, the new one? Oh, okay, newer character? Oh, man, I still, Goku's still my boy. But, um, I mean, ah, uh, shoot, man, there's, there's so many, there's so many, so many good characters. Um, uh, I was gonna say I like the the way they brought Trunks back, um, but I say in the new one I I like Jiren. I like the yeah. uh, the moral yeah. arc right now. Yeah, yeah, the, the Pride Troopers. I was like, man, that's that's like the Power Rangers. I, I like the, the tournament of power. I thought that was that was that concept was dope, and it was just like how they um, it was all like um, 
they uh they, they paid homage to the original Dragon Ball. A lot of the, the scenes, like even like uh, leading up to it, they show Goku like when he was waiting to bring Frieza back. You see him in the middle of that martial arts pad, and you see him like just looks like he's doing random movements, but he's actually reenacting the fight he had with his with his grandpa when he died and came back to Earth. So there's little hidden Easter eggs for like longtime fans, just like oh wait. That's not the same thing like when he fought his grandpa when he like uh, when he came back to Earth for one day. So it's just a lot of um, a lot of big uh, big homage to uh, Dragon Ball, the original uh, anime and manga. So I, I like I like that part about it. But been, um, are you you're caught up in um, a Moro Moro? Yeah 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 Moro yeah man it's yeah it's about the um, I think they said it'll be over in December. It's been going on for like two years. Like, oh, yeah, it's been that long. Where they animated, but. That's why I realized when people talk to me about like Dragon Ball Z, I like it's a, it's like anime really hit black kids very hard. Oh yeah, like, bro. Like um, I remember like being one of the people thought I was strange. Like, and that's the thing I've always gravitated uh, gravitated towards Dragon Ball and like the stuff that I was doing back, like how I am now. Like uh, they're like, man, that's not cool. Like nobody like, watches that now. Everybody's doing. I was like, bro, like. I've been doing this for like 20 years. I remember um, we had, uh, I saw this dude um, at a track meet and he had his hair silver and he was trying to tell me like, well, what's that? And dude's like, uh, Ultra Instinct Goku. I was like, man, I remember my first <laughs> track meet at Yakota, bro. I was doing a hundred meter dash and I started yelling. I, went, ah. I started yelling and I just sprinted. <laughs> like, what is wrong with this kid? I was like, yo, I was powering up. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I, I went in, man, I was, I was I've been all about Dragon Ball since I man, so as long as I can remember, man. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, did it. Yeah, it was our culture. Uh, yeah, it's, it's there now. Oh, was I that? Feel like Vegeta speaks to him. But for me, Vegeta speaks to me. Vegeta's mine. The okay, of, yeah. Of just not working hard and not always. Someone's always getting over on you and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Always yeah. The, the the character arc and the, the re metaphor. Metamorphorations of Vegeta, his character arc and stuff. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. He's actually um, <clears throat> he's always been one of my my favorite characters. I just like how they uh, his development, just like going from a villain to like uh, a parent, and then he kind of went bad for a second again when he became Ajin Vegeta, and then he was like, oh, I'm playing, I can control this. Like, wait, what? Like, dude. And like, um, yeah. And it's just like like little things in his character to this day. He's just like really hard on his kids, man. Like, um. There's this scene in Super where he sees Trunks like kind of relaxed. He's like, "Man, my dad and Goku gonna take care of Goku Black for me. Uh, I don't gotta do anything." And then uh, he just had this look on his face, like, "Come over here. We're gonna go train." He's like, "What?" And then uh, he says something like, "He says something to Vegeta. He's like, oh, you gonna go Super Saiyan three? And then uh, Vegeta just starts smiling. He went straight to Blue. And then he's like, "What was this?" And he just beat him down. I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, "Man, like um, they they just little things he he does. Like um, he's just so he he has he has so much <clears throat> meaning and purpose in everything he does. I, that's what I love about uh, I love I love about, about Vegeta. He's 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 one of those people that uh, yeah, like you said, people are always trying to get they try to one up him all the time. But yeah, he works hard, man. Like uh, just the, the extra training that he puts in." Um, just like little things, like I don't know if you play uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. They'll have like little like uh, one-liners where he's like, "Oh yeah, you can try to pass me. It's not gonna be easy." He just says things. It's like, "Yo, this man is all about it." And then somebody pointed out something to me um, in Super, like um, they're like, "You know, he still doesn't talk to 18." Like Krillin, Krillin and 18 got married. I was like, "Yo, he doesn't talk to 18 after she when like when he fought her the first time." He's like, "Oh, I can't lose to a woman," and she broke his arm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. To this day, he doesn't talk to her. Like, he's still that mad about it. I was like, bro, <laughs> that was like 20 years ago. That was 20 he, years ago. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't get over things. He, uh, yeah, he stays in the character. It's just, uh, man, amazing. I can talk about Dragon Ball all day. This, this whole episode could be about Dragon Ball, man. <laughs> Let, let's yeah. let, let's go back to so we're in Kadena and mm-hmm. so when so when do you leave? When do y'all leave? You leave when you're 14, right? Uh yeah, I left. Um, let's see, uh, 90. Let's see, 98. Yeah, I was about 13 or 14. We moved back to uh, moved to Texas. <laughs> so that was um that back to the, the deep south. Um yeah, Wichita Falls, uh, Shepherd Air Force Base. Um, and there I remember I remember friends. I started remembering people a lot more there. My my best friend is um. It is uh, from that from that area. What's your best friend? Um, Where'd you meet? Uh, uh, ben, uh, Ben, um, Ben is actually uh, he uh, he was born in um, South Korea. He was adopted uh, by uh, two parents in the the uh, in the U.S. Like uh, two white parents. They they uh, you know and um, he he has like the the thickest Southern accent. But this dude is big, like a big big Ben man. This dude is uh, he can he can lift the world, man. And um, we we just gravitated towards each other. This had to be like um, yeah eighth grade. Uh, I just saw him. And he's like, we both play football. I was like, oh, you play football? Yeah. And then we just uh, kind of just gravitated toward each other. And uh, we uh, we were big, both big into wrestling. I remember that. Like uh, Degeneration X was big back then, man. And I remember um, we used to do like backyard wrestling. It was like I, I spent most of my time about that time is a. Uh, Probably when I uh, started spending more time, I spent a lot of time with Ben. Like I remember after school, I would just go to his house, and um, I went to school in the next city over. Like uh, we stayed at Wichita Falls at the base, but I actually went to school off off base. Um, and that's probably my first time I would say I interacted with non-military uh, kids. Like up to that point, like uh, no, I guess Plantation Park. I forgot about that, but uh, yeah, I want to say uh, from um, you know second grade until uh seventh grade it was always military and then uh, now i'm back in the states and um just seeing how that's that's like i remember um that i remember uh we didn't really do it in um what, we didn't do it that much what was texas what? football like because you're going you're leaving Kadena. what is texas football? oh because now you get to see like the religion of it you get to see oh yeah it, it was um it was amazing man like um like football like um there in okay now like, like i said I, I got to play tackle football so I, I just, I've just always been a big football player. So I just went straight in. I was like, hey, um, and they, they have more teams. Like you said, it's the religion, right? And, and um, that's something I didn't understand until I was an adult was, um, so in Okinawa, um, and I think this is what kind of gave me, like, that helped me out really was uh, Okinawa, uh, you know, you play youth sports. Yeah. So you have the same kids, we get together and we would form different teams every year and you would learn new systems and things like that. And you, you would rotate with different teams. In the states, though, man, um, I saw this in Texas and California. Like these kids, they, they taught the same system they learned in high school as little kids, little league. And by the time they get to high school, they mastered the system. Mm-hmm. So that was um, that was that was interesting. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, we, you know, we did pee wee football. I was like, what's pee wee football? You know, like, uh, yeah, what's that? So they had explained the concept to me. Like, yeah, you're almost tied to the the school almost like from um uh, from school age. You play um, in this system, so they they're they're like bred into to play the uh, these positions and things as little kids. So um so I had to go in and um, try to uh, battle and to and get into the uh, the team with that with all that going on. So um yeah we had um but there were so many levels, man. You had um so yeah seventh grade team, eighth grade team, and then um we get the high school. You have the freshman team, JV, and then you have varsity in Texas uh, in most Texas schools. So I um. 
So like eighth grade, yeah, we did the eighth grade thing. And then um, between eighth grade and ninth grade, you know, you have initiation. I don't think they do it anymore because of hazing and stuff, social media. But I remember they- They probably do. Yeah, man. They um, I remember like as soon as you yeah you got out of eighth grade, man, you had to run because uh the the kids that were juniors that became seniors were coming for you. And I was like, Lord. So I remember running, they were throwing us in trash cans, hitting us. <laughs> like it was uh it was a it was a butt whooping, man. Um, I remember they they made me box this. Uh, he ended up going to Oklahoma too. Uh, I forgot his name, but they were like, Hey, you see him? Go box him. Wait, what? He's six foot eight. I'm five. I'm five three. Go, you gotta fight him. Why would I do that? I'm not a violent. I'm only violent on the football field. I was trying to explain him to him, this to him. I'm like, I don't want to fight this dude. And yeah, so it was just like, hey, here's the gloves. Like, man, just stupid. <laughs> so I remember that that was funny. Um, but yeah, it, it was. It's all funny games. Nobody got hurt, so uh, we were just messing around. So um, so you go from that, and then um, just um, Texas football. Yeah, just um, had a really good freshman year. Our sophomore year, people started moving. That was another thing about that area was um. You had an influx of kids that came from um, like, like uh, military schools, uh, kind of like Yakota. Um, so, um, you know, I moved in the middle of my sophomore year. So my freshman year, we, we did really good. Sophomore year, it, it, was, it wasn't bad. Were you then, freshman year? Oh, what's that? What position were you your freshman year? Oh, man, I, I switched positions every year, bro. Oh, shoot. Uh, were you always defense or were you offense at all? Or? I, uh, they, they they let me play offense. Uh, when they they let me do both. Uh, def- I, but I I gravitated towards defense. I was just like hitting people. I I, I think something's wrong with me. I just I just love like since I was little. I was like I just I'm like wait I can hit somebody and I won't get in trouble, bro. Sign me up. So um I want to stay at um mm, let's see freshman year I played uh, I think I played DB and I played strong safety and, and outside linebacker at um. Uh, yeah, in Texas. And then uh, they also let me play receiver. And uh, I got to do some running back as well. And then um, sophomore year, I pretty much did the the same thing. And then um, Ben and I and a couple of the um, the other sophomores, they're like, hey, um, we made the playoffs. Y'all want to go to the playoff game? And um, you, you want to, like, they're like, hey, pretty much telling us, hey, you're going to be on varsity next year. You want to get some experience. Let's go to the playoff game. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. So we got to suit up with the uh, with the uh, varsity, and um, we got to uh, go to uh, like a Texas playoff game. That was crazy. Holy crap! Yeah, so much. It was just like on the radio. It was just like, hey, it was it was it was a lot. And I'm like, man, that that was yeah. Like you said, it's religion out there. So um, I I enjoyed that experience. And then um, and then after uh, actually um, middle of sophomore year, I moved I moved to Dakota. How was that, so that though? Because you, because now you're established on the football team. Mm-hmm. You know you're going for varsity. This is Texas football. This isn't like regular football. This is yeah, like a religion. You're about to get on this team, and then your dad goes, "All right, Joe, uh, let's let's run." I, I remember that conversation. So oh, that one, I was like, uh, I remember telling my dad. I said something like, "Nope, I'm staying here. I'm gonna stay with Ben and his parents. I got a chance to get a scholarship. I'm not going." And and for the one of the first time, I mean, like, I, my dad doesn't get mad a lot. He really didn't get mad this time, but he he kind of said he, he gave me like this speech, like, "No, you're my son. I brought you on this earth, and uh, you're gonna go. You know, my job is taking us here. You're gonna go with me." And I was like, that kind of hit me. I was like, I thought he was just gonna be like, okay, but no, like, uh, he gave me the, you know, uh, you know, you're my son. You go where I, you you know we're family. We stick together. You go where we we go. We we came in together. We're gonna leave here together. And he just he just promised me he's like hey I'm gonna do everything in my power to help you, you know, um, you know, uh, get that you know like 
try to go somewhere. You know, um, this isn't the end all. You know, like you you can stay here and you might get a scholarship, or you can go here and you don't know what's waiting for you at Yakota. And I'm and I'm glad I listened to him. He's like, because uh, that's when stuff really started lining up for me. Like when I when I got to the Yakota. So um, I was just like, oh, okay, and, and that, that's, um, I want to say that's probably the first, I, I guess I, when I left Okinawa, I was sad, but um, leaving Texas, that, that was pretty uh, bittersweet. Yeah, because I uh, yeah, had, um, had my best friend there, was lo- losing football, and uh, it's just like, man, I got to I gotta go start over again. It's just like, at that point, it's just like, man, it's just, it's just part of life. You just, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't excited about it, but I knew um, I had to, uh, I just, um, it just, it was just a part of it. It, it kind of, that, that kind of helped me growing up because uh, even like uh, when I got to Oklahoma, it was kind of similar where uh, you're small fish in a, a big pond type thing. Just um, growing up in the military kind of helped me with the, the moving on, like everybody's gone. It's just you <laughs> type type mindset. But um, that 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 uh, move from Texas to Yakota was rough. I I, I wasn't about it. I, I was highly upset that with my, with my with the military at that time, but I got over it. And, um, but you know and, what, yeah. it's, what's crazy is that it's not normal. When we say it's normal, it's only normal mm-hmm. for us. It's not normal in other places at all. So when you meet other people, yeah, some people can't relate to your experiences or the way we move on from relationships or the way we move on or how oh, no, you're right. detached from certain things because we're so used to moving and leaving oh, yeah. emotional attachments and stuff. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, man. I, I completely agree with you, hundred percent. Like I've um, I find myself like um, I, I even like after I joined like after I joined the military and we were moved, my wife would get so emotional because she grew up here, and I was like, you you'll see him again, and I was like thinking, I was trying to think of the bright side. I'm like, yeah, Facebook, you, you can talk to him now. Like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. And like like uh, she's like, I've never moved. Like I grew up in this one spot, you know. We moved here, and she explained the whole thing to me. And I'm like, I've never thought of it that way. Like, and I was like, man, I guess I just grew up different. Like, yeah. I, I think this one finally hit me. Like, man, the way I grew up wasn't normal. Like, I I just assumed that everybody like was flying at seven. Um, my kids were flying at like six six months, a year old. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, we all we all fly, we all travel. You know, you meet people. You move on, they move on, and you you'll see them down the road. That's in my mind. I'm like, I'm always gonna run into people again. But um, I definitely, uh, I'm 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 learning. Um, I'm learning how the world the world really works. And it's like, man, there's a lot of situations. Like even um, I'll, t- I'll explain later when I um, came back from college and I met my wife. How um, I put her in an awkward situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll get to that part later. So what, uh, how do we how do we feel? So you get off in your mm-hmm. coda and you're you're upset. You know, you're leaving Texas football. What compare Texas football to Yakota football when you start joining? Are you do you see the seriousness? What do you what's the difference? Oh man. Um so um I got there in the middle of my sophomore year. So um, I met Coach Pujo and I met Coach Grant. Um I think when the first time I, I um I got to like they got to see me do anything was track. Um because um I, I uh, stopped playing basketball. I was like, man, I, I kinda wanna play basketball, but um, you know what I just got here? Um no, that's not my the basketball. I'm like I I love basketball, but I'm like man, let me just let me just uh, grab get my bearing first. I might do it next year. So um, I I just remember um and that, and at that time that's when the schools were um the middle school and high school kind of shared um classes. I remember Coach Pujo's science class used to be on the second floor in the middle school, and um and then, yeah and then uh, yeah the high school they're they're always remodeling it. Um I, I forgot what we were remodeling that time. But I remember, uh, yeah, I remember Coach Pujo was my, uh, I think he was my, my biology teacher. 
So he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the football coach. He's like, hey, we got a pretty good team. And, like, they had the shirts and everything. They're like, um, you know, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, wow. Y'all were really good. Undefeated. I saw all the banners. I'm like, oh, man, this – we might have something going here. I'm like, that, that's cool. And I got to meet all the uh, the seniors, the people that are graduating. And I was just kind of like, okay, that's cool. And then who's going to be there next year? And I just looked around. And I'm like, okay, all right. And then um, I got there, and I was like, man, in my, the back of my mind, I'm like, whoever I'm on the field with, man, I'm a, I'm, I'm a day one starter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and um, – Cause I, I don't um, I don't get caught up on one position. I was like, hey, whatever they need me to do, I'm gonna be a team player. They're like, hey, Joe, you know this spot. I know you love defense, but you can't do this. You're gonna be running back. And I kind of I kind of like did that with track, right? Coach Grant, like um, I, I was like one of those positionless people. Like I, I was like, hey, coach, what events am I doing this week? He's like, man, you need to run 100 meters. I'm like, all right. And you're gonna run the 3200. I'm like, damn. Oh, okay, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I've always just been vers. I just always had this versatility about me. I'm like, all right. So I, I wouldn't find out what I was doing until I got off the bus um, for, for uh, my junior, like junior, sophomore. I'm sorry, my sophomore, junior, and senior year for track. And then, um, but yeah, football, it was, um, they were serious though, man. They were like, hey, we're the defending champions. And like, we hadn't lost a game. Uh, Coach Pujo got there in 1999. He's like, we, we never lost a game. I'm like, oh, let's, let's keep this going. So um, I got there with a lot of good players, man. I didn't realize it. I, I came in with the Irwin brothers, Jay and Matt. Uh, Chamberlain was already there. The kid was starting on, <laughs> on varsity since he was a freshman. Uh, he's all world. Um, we had uh, Demetrius Randall came, uh, the uh, Wrights, Mike Wright, Curtis Wright. Like, we had a lot of talent. And I just remember all oh, the Barajas. Just, I just remember all the talent. I was like, holy crap, we have a good team. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this. So um, yeah, I remember like, just going out on defense, and I'm like, man, I was, just, I was like, man, y'all need me to do anything? And they're like, yeah, you, you want to play? I think I played um, – that year I played strong safety. So, I was like, okay, I can do that. Um, and, but the way our defense was designed, strong safety was, safety was pretty much like an outside linebacker. Um, we did a 5-2. So, um, I, I played that uh, my, my, um, my junior year. Um, we, yeah, we won the Riding Sun Bowl. And then um, my senior year, we had – something happened. Something controversial happened. Oh, I oh. know what happened. What, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, buddy, he was, he was 18. He was trying to play yes. 19. He changed his – he changed his wife changes uh passport yeah yeah so he um so that that incident happened so they try to tell us we lost two games we're like we didn't lose two games and it was like the um i want to say it was the uh yeah it was like the uh the uh like the preseason like against the japanese colleges so we're like, okay it's we didn't lose any games we're gonna keep going and i remember that because i was the um I changed my number too. I, I like I said, I, I don't get attached to things. Just growing up in the military, I was forty-two my my junior year, and I'm like, I'll be twenty. No, I was twenty my junior year, and I took I took forty-two my senior year. Mm-hmm. So I remember, I don't know if you remember Bronowski's Rhino. Uh, we moved him up um, to uh, uh, from JV to varsity, and he he was big on number twenty. And I've known Rhino since he was a little kid. I remember him running with Cortez when we were in Okinawa together. He's like, man, you know, I'm gonna be number twenty. I'm like, it's yours, bro. Here you go. Uh, I'll take forty-two. Yes, yeah, not a big deal. So uh, he, he had twenty. Fastest white dude I ever remember. That boy. Yeah. Yes, didn't he? Yeah, man. Yeah, Rhino, man. He, yeah, yeah, man. So he was. Um. So I gave him twenty, and I was forty-two, and then we did. Um. And then um, they also asked me to take. Um. They're like, hey, Joe, uh, we need you to move positions because uh, these uh, the, the the gentleman that got in trouble. They're like, hey, he's not here anymore. We need a middle linebacker. I'm like, all right. You, oh, I get to I get to really hit people now, like a safety. I'm like, man, I, I had to play coverage. I had to do all this but I'm going to straight up just be hitting people. They're like, yep. I'm like, all right, let's do it. 
So, yeah, I just, um, yeah, every play I got to go back there and just lay people out. And I, I loved it. I did some coverage, but um, and I was also the, the captain. Um, You know, they, I, yeah, I think senior year, yeah, you kind of, we kind of waited to our senior year. So I, I made, I was captain the senior year. And, um, and I remember doing, um, what did we end up doing? Yeah, just, uh, just making a position change. It wasn't that big of a deal. I think it took people a while to catch on. They're like, Wait, and this is the same dude from last year when he like the outside line. Yeah, it took him a while to be like, oh, he changed numbers and he changed positions. What what is going on? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was um, that that was fun, man. And I was upset when I got um, cause now they have um, they don't play as many games, but they get to travel. Um, were you part of the system where they have um, they get to travel to Guam, Korea? Pretty much, it's not just the Kanto Plains. They do that. Yeah, have, they whole parties. Yeah, the whole Far East, bro. And I'm just, but they only play like seven games, though. So it's not as many games, but you, you take on the whole Far East. And I'm like, man, why didn't we get to do all that? Because people are, oh, yeah, you only beat the people in Japan. You couldn't beat Korea. Man, I'm like, we were tour Korea. We would have tour all those cats <laughs> up. Like, bring it, man. And we got to travel. But I would have, I would have been upset because I would have missed school. But, um, but I love school. So that was, um, but I know they would have let me make it up. So it would have been all right. They're, they're, the teachers have always been cool. So I know they would have took care of us. Who are the teachers that stood out to you when you were in Yakota? Who are those teachers that made an impact on your life? Oh, man. Um, they're, they're all, most of them are still there, man. Miss Miss Wagner, uh, Miss Kimmon, uh, she's um, she's not there anymore, but she, she still does a lot of fitness stuff. She was always into the gym and, and things like that. She was uh, one of my English teachers. Uh, Mr. Uh, Stewart, uh, he was like uh, my, I think I did uh, AP English my 10th grade year. Um, Miss Lund, she's still there. Uh, she was a science teacher. Uh, Coach P, yeah, he was a uh, really big influence uh, as one of my science teachers. So I didn't really like, like science, but he, he, he made it interesting. He always, always found a way to, uh, to make it interesting. So, um, so he, he stood out. Um, let me see. Uh, Miss uh oh man um oh, she just retired oh my gosh i see her face um she's actually the admin there she works in the front office she 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 still looks the same age every time i see her i'm like you didn't age but like um that's knock us on oh man i'm gonna go back and add man but yeah she she was an admin um in the front office she she always stood out to me um and also um uh, oh mr thack mr thack yeah definitely <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. The old he, uh, Becky, the old Becker Bob. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, he actually. Uh, I went back. Uh, this is when I felt old. I didn't think I was that old until I went back to Yakota and um, they let me go into the new school. It looks like a like a mall, like a like a wind, like glass windows, it's like you're walking through a mall. It's like what the. And the kids get to uh, like choose their. I don't think they get to choose their subjects. It's called um, pretty much the teachers. Uh, they kind of do in the military too. They're facilitators. The te the kids kind of control their own learning. Yeah. The um the um the lunchroom is a multi-purpose room. You usually see people break dance and they'll they'll fold up the tables and they'll just start having a freestyle battle on stage. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> what are y'all doing? Just hop on stage, just freestyle and dance battle in the middle of the day. I'm like. Y'all are wild. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's different. It's a, it's a lot different than when we were there. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good different. But uh, I was in Mr. Thex class, right? And then um, I was like, yeah, I went to school here. They're like, when did you graduate? In 2003. And this girl's like, oh, that's the year I was born. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna walk away now. I was like, man, I'm like, I was born. Yeah, they made me feel old, old man. I was like, man, I'm getting old. 
But uh, every, every chance I get, I try to go down there and I try to uh, talk to the football team, try to talk to the, the students. I, I love like, uh, I love that, that environment, man. It's just, um, it, it, there's no greater feeling in the world than going back where you, where you grew up or where you went to high school and just getting a chance to talk to people and sharing your experience. Cause, um, and I always tell people uh, to enjoy the come up is because uh, when you get up, when you get up there, man, it's just like, you get less and less, I want to say it gets less and less friendly. It gets more competitive. You stop having fun. People, people just treat you different when they think um, you can, you can offer them something. It's no more like, um, that's why I always tell people like uh, my kids, I'm like, y'all, y'all growing up too fast. Y'all on the computers. Like, man, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to do this. I'm like, man, go outside and play. Yeah. Be at peace with the world. I'm like, man, just stop growing up so fast. <laughs> Yes, that's that's, uh, that's the best advice I can give anybody. Just just enjoy enjoy the come up, man. Because it's uh, well, when you're coming up, you leave. So what happened your senior year? When how do you get to Oklahoma? Where does that where does that opportunity? Happen? Oh, that was um actually uh my my dad he 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 kept his word. He's like, hey, you know, um, Lidio, I'm gonna take you. We're gonna take you to Japan, but we're gonna help you out. You know, um, there was no this is right before YouTube. I remember making uh that tape you're probably talking about. I probably made that tape. It was a VHS tape. I, uh, Mr. Hano, he's another one that sticks out to me. He's a superintendent. I don't know if you met Miss uh, Dr. Bailey now. Um, she was one of our teachers. She's like um, the superintendent down at Yakota now. Um, but um, I made that tape in his classroom. We had, um, it was like uh, visual arts. I've always been big in, into designing things. So um, I remember making highlight tapes for me and other people. So um, I took that tape and I remember uh, trying to, I was like, man, it'd be nice to go back home. So I sent it to LSU. I sent it to, uh, I think I sent, I didn't want to play in the, uh, oh, that's SCC. I was like, I sent it to Texas. I sent it to all these schools. And um, in Oklahoma, I was like, man, I remember Roy Williams. I remember Jason White winning the Heisman. I'm like, bro, that'd be dope if I got to go there. So I sent my tape, I sent my highlight tape there. I made one for the team. I made my own highlight tape. Uh, man, it was, uh, this is pre-YouTube, man. Like straight up, like you had to know what you were doing back then, man. Um, but I sent the tape in and uh, Coach Johnson reached out to me. He was like, hey, um, we don't have any scholarships, but if you can get academically accepted, we'll let you walk onto the team. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, so um, I remember um, I skipped senior day, actually, um, the day everybody skipped school to go do stuff. I actually, my dad took me to Oklahoma and I, I went to the facility and just, just fell in love instantly. I met uh, Quentin Griffin. Um, dude's about five, six. Dude that had the biggest legs I've ever seen in my life. He played for the Denver Broncos um, like uh, for a few seasons. Um, I met um, yeah, Jason White. I just met, met, met different uh, players. And they did they, they just um, – I just felt like um, if I went here, I would have an opportunity um, to actually probably get some playing time because um, it, they, they – they, um, <clears throat> They don't care. Like once you like, you can have all the high accolades and all that stuff in high school. But once you're there, they want to see who wants to play, and if you're gonna give your all. And I felt like it was like my best opportunity to get on the field. So I, I went out. I got academically accepted into college, and then um, I, I went there, and um, and then I just remember like like cool things, right? Like um, since I was on the football team, like I'm trying out and everything. Like uh, back in the day, I, man, you you're young, man. You used, to, you used to have to like um, sign up for classes in person. So you have to wait outside in line. And they saw me waiting there one day and the academic advisor saw me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, waiting to enroll in English 101. She's like, come with me. Like, Where are we going? She's like, oh, you, I got you. 
so I remember that and like they were like, hey, we're gonna sign you up for all the classes, any class you want. I was like, oh, this is so dope. And then um, and the reason I said college was so easy was because um, you didn't go to school all day. It was just like you had this schedule. It's like, hey, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you have this class, you have this class. And then uh, and then with football, that was like a full-time job, right? Like uh, you would wake up in the morning, 5.30, lift weights, go to class, and you go back, you go out to practice. And then they recorded everything too. So you never want to make the same mistake twice because they're like, oh, because you had to watch film too. And they're like, oh, you remember when you missed that? You missed that? Okay. Yeah, don't do that again. Yeah, man, you're getting yelled at by people. Like, it was like Coach Stoops too. Uh, man, he does, he, man, he used to yell at me, man. I was like, man, why is this guy yelling at me? But like, oh, um, so I didn't know what a route, uh, it was like the dig route. I'm like, what, what is a dig route? He's like, yeah, run a dig route. Like I was playing, oh, listen, I made another position change. I played DB this time uh, mm -hmm. at college. I was like, man, I haven't covered anybody in years. So I'm like, this is going to take me, I got I to gotta take the rust off. So um, so um, their, their biggest thing was, um, especially when you're playing against the starters, is you don't dive at anybody's feet. And I think he yelled at me because um, they threw the ball and I saw it was going towards the ground and I dove for it and I almost hit somebody in the leg. They're like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm trying to pick off the ball. Like, you don't dive at people's feet, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, man, they, 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 this is the big times. I was smiling, and I was, I was getting yelled at them. I'm like, this is Bob Stoops, man. Big game Bob, man. Big game Bob. A, yeah, man, national championship winner. I was just like, I was more excited um, than anything. But I was like, man, yeah, it, it was um, it was a, a life-changing experience for me and just something I, I, I cherish to this day. It was just um, I saw how uh, – and that's when I realized um, this is something I tell the kids, uh, the kids, they're adults now. I tell everybody playing sports is um, I want to say uh, enjoy high school, enjoy to come up again, because once you get to college, um, you're kind of like not separated, but like they put you in groups. So, like, hey, DBs defensive coach, yeah, DBs over here. And then you don't know who's on the field, man. I didn't know um, my tight end coach there was uh kelvin kevin Simpson. he became the uh he came johnny manzel's coach head coach at texas a&m i had so many coaches there uh brett venables <clears throat> he's uh he's the uh defensive coordinator at clemson now mm -hmm. like i had he was always yelling at me too but it was just uh it was just crazy how um like how like everything was separating you were in your own film room and then another thing was um like we we're talking about how big texas football was so now I'm competing against these cats that um I was I was number one in state I was this and that it was that and this is before social media so I, I blocked all that stuff and I was like man I don't care who you were I don't care I didn't see your highlight tape uh, it's all about um because some of them man it was just like like uh it, it was different because some of them you could tell who was there to get an education and who was there to, to play football because I remember like bro we'd be doing film study and they'd be explaining stuff and they're like I don't get it I'm like bro what. He just told you like ten times. Like, what do you mean you don't get it? It was just like, oh, yeah, never mind. And then um, I remember there was a um, a study hall we would go to with all athletes, and I remember studying for my test. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'm sitting there, um, and then um, the aides like, don't cheat. And then they walked out the room. I said, where are they going? And then everybody like, I just see eyes looking at me, and I was like, oh hell no. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm taking the test. I'm like, these mugs, they didn't study. They <laughs> copying my paper. <laughs> But um, yeah, you you knew who was there to study and get an education and um, build from this experience and people that were there to try to make it to the NFL, and that's what we tell people is like you're not not everybody's gonna make it in the NFL. You're not gonna get um, yeah, it's it's not promised. You know, you need to take advantage of this, this opportunity, especially if you get a full ride, bro. Right. Which I um, I walked on, and um, another thing they did was um, they didn't tell you when you were getting cut. You would come into the locker room and your stuff would just be gone. 
And I remember like my, I, um, I survived. I was just so happy that I went in there and my stuff was there every day. I was just, oh, man. It, it was like, uh, you got anxiety, like, uh, cause nobody talked to you. It wasn't like, uh, you know, you see the speeches where they call you in a room like, Hey, sorry, bro. I'm going to cut you. It was like, no, your stuff's out of there. Your name is, your name is off of the, <laughs> the locker, wall locker. You got to go. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was happy to survive that. Unfortunately, you know, um, some things happened. Um, I had some injuries, um, and I had to, um, I had to, I had to give it up, man. What type of injuries did you get? Oh, so um, I, I found out actually. Um, so um, I think uh, when we first met, actually, uh, when I came back and I was talking about how easy college was, I, I've always had this pinch in my my left shoulder, and I was like, yeah, it's like something stabbing me. You know, I've always complained about it, but I just kind of played through it. And then um, I went and got an X-ray at the hospital. You coded like, oh bro, you got an extra bone hooked in your shoulder. So it was like this extra bone that was just stabbing me. I was like, you know how I've been playing football my whole life. I mean, I could still do it. And they're like, no, you know, it might be safer for you. I mean, like you might, uh, <laughs> you might actually get hurt one time. You might hit somebody too hard and yeah, bone's going to break through or something. I was like, oh, okay. So I got the surgery and then they're like, oh, we want to tell you this, but you can't play football anymore. I was like, wait, what? Go like, yeah. That's, they're like, yeah, um, with this injury, it's going to take some time to heal. You're not going to fully heal. So they're like, hey, yeah, you're pretty much your college career your, your career is done and i was like bro but it, it was cool i was like man cool that's so I, I, heartbroken you think about it. texas football your code of football you finally get you walk on a yeah. team you get through the cuts everything else and then uh, yeah home. yeah man yeah it, um that that happened to me but like i said uh, god works in mysterious ways because um the weekend i was supposed to go back to oklahoma I actually went out, um, went out, um, you know how we did it when we were young, went to Tokyo, hung out. And actually met my wife there, man. Actually, uh, it was the weekend I was supposed to go back. And I was like, and I remember just like 2004. Yeah, I met, I met my wife um, in Rapungi, And we, oh. we started dating. Yeah, it was just like, I was like, man, I wasn't even supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be back in the States. So I actually uh, started, uh, started dating her. And um, I actually, um, when she met me, she asked me how old I was. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm... I think I just turned 19. I was like, yeah, I'm 21. Yeah. So she thought I was in the military. So then I invited her back to, uh, back to base and she thought we were going to my barracks. So this is the part where I said I embarrassed her. I, I introduced her to my family that day. So um, my, my, my youngest brother was there. My Cortez and Pookie were there. My parents were there. She's like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's, what's all this? I'm like, oh, who, who are they? I'm like, oh, my bad. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually a dependent. My dad's in the air force. I'm just, uh, I'm just actually visiting for the summer. And I'm like, hey, come meet my family. And like, I was like, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. But now I'm like, dang, that was like when you're talking about um, we didn't live like a normal life. I'm like, man, I just thinking about it. I'm like, that was that was cold blooded. I didn't even, I didn't even warn her because I had my own car. You had yeah, how'd you meet her? Like, where were y'all at? You at a club or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're at a club. Um, was it? It's closed now. I think it was 99. It used to be called 99 Gas Panic. But yeah, we were just at a club, and I was just just. Um, just sitting there in my feelings about uh, just being mad about about football, and then um, I saw her and I was like, "Oh, who's that?" So I just went up to her, introduced myself. We just started dancing, and then uh, we we exchanged numbers, mm. and um, yeah, and that's uh, one way I actually ended up learning a lot of Japanese because um, my yeah yeah we uh, we kind of made our own language, man, like like Spanglish. Like um, I was like I remember carrying a dictionary around. This is before this is before smartphones, bro had my dictionary. I really like this girl. I want to get to talk to her more. So uh, she spoke English and she spoke some English at the time. I spoke a little Japanese and it was just like, hey, we're going to make this work. So I, I carried my dictionary around. Grammar was all jacked up, but uh, we, we made it work, man. 
and here we are, man, 16 years later. Like, um, yeah, that was a... Uh, well, walk me through what's it like when you tell her, hey, I got to go back to Oklahoma. How does she take that? She's like, what? Oh, bro. Uh, so, uh, so I ended up, uh, what I ended up doing was um, um, I convinced my parents. Um, so I was like, hey, um, I think I'm going to stay here for a little bit. I don't want to go back and <laughs> fix the, the team. So um, this is where uh, you asked me who one of my biggest teachers uh, that impacted me was, was Miss Wagner. Um, so I was able, this is before, you know, uh, online school, but I, I was able to do a hybrid class. So um, wow. I, I was taking some college classes, uh, some o classes from Oklahoma while I was at Yakota. So, um, but I needed a teacher to proctor my exams and that'd be a history a major. So uh, yeah, Miss Wagner volunteered to do it. So um, I, wow. I was, I was actually, uh, yeah, at Yakota uh, hanging out there uh, and I got a job. I actually worked at Taco Bell at the food court. I remember that, man. I still go back there sometimes. I just, I just sit there. Everything's still the same. Same people still work there. And I was like, man, I, it, it, yeah, it just brings me back. Um, but, um, but yeah, I just uh, stayed at Yakota, uh, worked, worked at Taco Bell and um, I got to do some coaching. I was like, man, um, one thing I do want to do is because um, my parents, they worked so hard when I was growing up. I remember like there was four of us. My dad wasn't working, um, especially when we lived in Yakota. He was teaching English or he always had like a second job. He was always working hard. So I was like, man, I'm going to I want to get into coaching to help the younger generation out. And when my kids start playing sports, I want to I want to be able to coach. That was one of my goals. I was like, I'm going to eventually have kids, you know, um, I want to, um, you know, we're going to do the same the military thing. But um I definitely want to. Um, I want to be as involved as possible in in their in their uh, in sports and things that they're interested in. So that's uh, that's one thing that um, that got me into what I do now, like coaching, like uh, coaching at the high school. I remember, I think, uh, I think you were out there. Like uh, I was there. Uh, yeah, yeah I Cortez is. Um, yeah, Cortez is. Um, had to be his junior or senior year. So I coached. I think I coached uh, that team, and then uh, we moved. In. Yeah, I think it was yeah, 2014. I helped uh, coach that one uh, uh, for a little bit of the season, and then um, and I think we moved after that. That it was two. All right, folks, that was part one of episode ninety, titled "Undercover Blessings" with Mr. Joe Stroud. It's amazing, right? He trained so hard to become a football player and walk on in Oklahoma. Finds a bone in his shoulder, and he has to retire from football. And then that same year, meets his wife and the mother of his beautiful children. Undercover Blessings, that's what we call it. So what we'll be doing is part two. Part two will be dropping this Friday at 6 o'clock, part two of episode 90, Undercover Blessings. All right, my name is Jared Waters. This is the podcast One Man, One Tree and a Hill. Have a wonderful day, morning, wherever you are in the world. Peace out. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree and a Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. And you the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'll be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jared Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.